the Rangers stepped on the throats of the Blue Jays, got their best win of the season, and got some good news about reinforcements being on the way. What a freaking week for the Texas Rangers. We're talking about all that more on this episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Rangers, Texas Rangers fan who has covered this team for 10 seasons writing and podcasting, including hosting all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Friday, September 15th. Your Rangers are 82-64, and 64, holding that second wildcard spot just a half game behind those stinking Houston Astros for the AL West lead. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into the absolute obliteration of the Toronto Blue Jays, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, as I said in yesterday's offense, this Rangers team isn't just back. They're better. Shout out Shikari Richardson for that exceptional quote. And shout out to the Texas Rangers for the best series win I think I might have seen in this franchise franchise's history. Given the context, given the it, it is the regular season that we're talking about, I'm not talking about the ALCS uh, wins in 2010 and 2011. Those were those are amazing. But regular season series, this this is right up there with the most impressive this team has ever had in its many, many years. It was a mop. A four-game sweep is called a mop. Thank you to Cespedes Family Barbecue Boys for coming up with that term. Just exceptional. The Rangers had a mop opportunity, and they took advantage of it. They won all four games against the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto, coming out of a two-game winning streak in Oakland. But literally just last week, this team got their teeth kicked in. They got a bad start for sure. They got an Adolis Garcia injury. They even during this winning streak, they lost Max Scherzer for the season. They also lost a game to the A's at a four-game losing streak after that walk-off homer victory by Adolis Garcia on that Sunday game against the Twins. You thought, okay, maybe this is the turning point, and then just boom, 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 just blow after blow after blow after blow. This team just got embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed at home by the Astros and in that game against the A's, and they came back just pissed off for greatness to quote um the great nick saban this this team was pissed off for greatness because they know they are better than this they know they're a good freaking team and in this four game series they showed yeah you guys you guys forgot about us you guys slept on us this is one of the best teams in all of baseball for the vast majority of this season up until about three weeks ago which again do i have to keep going over the insane amount of injuries this team has had to a com- they've lost a combined five Cy Youngs between the pitchers that have been on the shelf. They've also lost five All-Stars. Like, it's just nuts. And this team does not freaking care. They also had a little bit of an injury scare today. Hopefully, um, won't be won't be too scary. Won't have any missed time from Mitch Garver. We'll talk about that and Leo Tavares a little bit later on. And some great news about reinforcements coming back. But this offense is just, it's so dangerous from top to bottom. We had the Corey Seager game, and this offense did it against and again this if if they were going to lose a game this series it was either the first game or the last game of the series because Nathan Evaldi 
we knew he's not quite up to the throwing 100 pitches being his fully Nathan Eovaldi self from the beginning, but he really battled in this one. They're going up against Kevin Gossman, who is one of the favorites to win the Cy Young Award this year. He, he might not end up winning it, but he has been exceptional this year, and the Rangers battered him. They wore him down. They just beat him down like they did every pitcher on this team. The Rangers hitters worked 197 pitches in this game. They saw 197 pitches in a nine-inning game where they had 12 hits, nine runs, and 10 walks. 10 walks! Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it's not just it's not just a lot of hits early on in counts or four-pitch walks. It was battles, battles, battles. Even some of the double plays, the 14-pitch double play that Nathaniel Lowe grounded into in the ninth inning when this game was very much in hand. Just incredible. And the thing that I love about this offense is that it's never good enough. They had a 4-2 lead. The Rangers gave up a couple runs in the bottom of the first inning on a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run. And that was it. The bullpen, we'll talk about that in the second segment. The bullpen was insanely good in this one. But because this game was still in doubt, they worked some good count. They got a home run from Corey Seager in the first inning because he just owns Kevin Gossman. They had a couple of runs in the second inning, one run in the third inning, and then the game was close. The bullpen had to hold it, and they did until the fifth inning where this Rangers offense just stepped on their necks, killed the life out of this Blue Jays team. I wouldn't be surprised if they went on just an absolutely terrible downward spiral after this because they had won, I believe it was eight out of their last ten heading into this series. Granted, it was a bunch against a bunch of teams that are very, very bad in the Royals, and I think the A's is another team that they beat down, but the Rangers, they did have a little bit of momentum winning a couple games against the A's, but they were kind of hard-fought games. I mean, at least the, the Saturday game was very hard-fought. The Sunday game was, was a little bit easier, but most of these games have just been, ended up being relatively easy ones. This is the hardest one. This is the hardest fought win of this series because it took until the eighth inning where the Rangers dropped that five spot on this team. And this is this is that killer instinct offense that just will battle you down, wear you down, everybody in this lineup. This this is not the Braves lineup that's going to probably set the record for the most home runs any team's ever hit in a regular season. It, they're going to do that. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is absolutely incredible. And Matt Olson is going to set a franchise record for most home runs in a Braves uniform for a single season. And the rest of their lineup is just incredibly dangerous. But the peskiness, the annoyingness, the absolute agitation facing everybody in this lineup from one through nine. I think Evan Carter really, really helps in that way. The The greatest tool in Evan Carter's tool shed is the ability to be a pain in the freaking butt at the plate. His nickname is FCC, Full Count Carter, because he works a lot of full counts, sees a lot of pitches, is very, very discerning, foul pitches off. That's the thing that Robbie Grossman does incredibly well. It's what Garver's done very well. It's what Nathaniel Lowe does very well. I mean, it's what just everybody on this team, it is contagious. Josh Smith, Ezekiel Duran had a eight-pitch ground out that was just an incredibly pesky at bat. He was down 0-2 in the count and worked it to a full count and ended up being a ground out, still a productive out that advanced the runners. And it was just literally everybody in this lineup just pissing the opposing pitchers off. Like, can you just put the freaking ball in play? No, they're going to foul you off. They're going to wear you down. And then when you are worn down, they're going to obliterate baseballs against you. Homers by Jonah Heim and Corey Seager, including Corey Seager, also had his 40th double of the season. He's missed 40 games. He's had 40 doubles, played 101 games. He's got 31 homers and 40 doubles. 
absolutely insane greatness from Corey Seager, greatness from Marcus Simeon, from Nathaniel Lowe, who came up in a huge, huge spot when this game was still in doubt. We'll talk about that. And the masterful pitching performance from this team and some good news on the injury front that the Rangers got today. But first, this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send you your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout at on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Locked On Raiders your first listen every single day. On Monday, shall be breaking down this big weekend series against Cleveland. The Rangers take on the Guardians this weekend. You can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, the Rangers got their sixth straight win, their 82nd win of the season, meaning they are guaranteed to have a winning record this year. Remember when some idiot named Bryce Patrick said, ugh, you know, this team would be lucky to go 3-24 and or whatever it was down the stretch to have a winning record. Wow. That was so stupid. Who who, who said that? Oh, wait, that was me. That was uh, super embarrassing, but also kind of fitting with the melancholy of this team because everything looked like it was down the dumps, but everything this week looks like it is incredible. Outside of the Max Scherzer news, which uh, admittedly is a ginormous, the biggest of bummers that has happened in the last couple weeks um, because he's the only one of these injuries that is just not coming back at all outside of Jacob DeGrom. He's He's the only one who is not going to be back for this team in the playoffs, unfortunately. And the Rangers will need their other ace, the ace for most of the season, to come back and be itself. And he, he wasn't in this one. He just wasn't in this one. He allowed a couple of runs on the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run, just an absolute meatball hanging curveball. Vladdy needed that one in a big way, his 22nd home run of the year. But uh, that was that was it. That was all that Nathan Eovaldi allowed in this one. Went three and a third innings, just three hits. Two of those were in that first inning. Did have three walks, but also had three strikeouts. Did not have his stuff, did not have his command. Clearly was struggling with that all game. I mean, the things that Nathan Eovaldi didn't do when he was thriving and at his best self is he didn't walk anybody and he didn't allow home runs. Well, he did both of those in this one. The velocity was down quite a bit, wasn't getting nearly as much swing and miss. The fastball yearly average is 95.3 miles an hour on the four steam velocity. Today, it was at 93.9 miles an hour, did max out at 96.4, so did show some signs of being able to do that and was able to just gut his way through it. He did throw 73 pitches in this one. Bochi said before the game it was going to be somewhere between 70 to 75 pitches. Last game he threw fewer than 50 pitches. So thinking maybe next time out he will be more himself. I mean, if he can, if he's limited to 80 to 85 pitches next time, but he has his command and he looks more like himself, I would be more okay with that. But granted, if he has his command, then he's probably 
feeling fine and probably won't be limited. So I'm, I'm thinking about next time out, the Rangers won't have to have a piggyback starter ready for him, but they did in this one. And it was Cody Bradford. And Cody Bradford, have yourself a freaking day, kid. Like, what a phenomenal job by the young Rangers pitcher. Like, just hats off in the biggest way. Two and two-thirds innings, one hit, one walk, and four strikeouts for the kid from Alito. What a magnificent performance. And it was in high-leverage, stressful situations, too. The Rangers were only up 4-2 to until that eighth inning. So every single pitch that Bradford was throwing was important. It was a stressful pitch, as was as were the pitches from Jose LeClerc in all but that final batter that he faced. Jose LeClerc, have yourself a freaking day in a high-leverage situation, which I was surprised that they took Bradford out when they did. He threw 42 pitches in this one. 25 of those were for strikes because that's what Cody Bradford does. He stays in the strike zone. He paints the corners. He knows exactly where all of his pitches are going, and he will throw them exactly where he wants pretty much every single time out, and that's exactly what he did in this one, which is why I wanted him in the starting rotation. When Max Scherzer went down for the year, I think he has earned those starts. He has come up big in the starts where the Rangers have needed him and in every spot where the Rangers have needed him. And they needed him big time in this one. They needed all four of these wins to get themselves a half game out from the Astros. But Jose LeClerc coming through in a huge, huge spot to get Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Just blow the fastballs by him. Like, have yourself a day, Jose LeClerc. I tweeted out right before LeClerc went and was like, oh, surely this bullpen won't blow a, a two-run lead. It'll be it'll be fine. And the bullpen today, just absolutely exceptional work. Six and a third, actually five and a third, uh, scoreless innings, just two hits, uh, two walks, and eight strikeouts from this bullpen, including one from Jonathan Hernandez, but Jose LeClerc came in in a big situation, got two calls, just did not go his way, including a check swing, followed up with a terrible ball four call that was just clearly a strike in the walk to Bo Bichette. So up comes Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with runners on first and second. The Rangers had just a two-run lead at the time, and Jose LeClerc just says, here's my fastball, big boy. You cannot hit it, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could not hit it. Fantastic outing from Jose LeClerc, who needed that in a big way. The Rangers got to use Will Smith for a couple of outs and got to throw Jonathan Hernandez, who is back on the roster. I can't remember exactly what the roster move was to get him. I think he was—he might have been called up. Oh, it was. It was for the Max Scherzer um, counterpoint move that that's who they called up because that was their best option. And people were complaining, oh my God, this guy can't find the strike zone. Like, yeah, well, I mean, relievers are all very finicky. And if you can get him in a big league game, get him some confidence, get him to throw a perfect inning, to dot up the corners, get some of those calls, throw his fastball in the zone, have a perfect inning with a strikeout against this team to close this series out. Just get him some confidence. We know that he can get big league hitters out. He has got very nasty stuff. And you just, you don't need him to be amazing for an entire season. You need him to be pretty good for two weeks. And this is a great start on that. It is a great outing for Will Smith to have another scoreless two-thirds of an inning. Jose LeClerc, his five batters that he faced, he struck out three of them. Like, just hat tip to this bullpen, to this pitching staff, hoping that Nathan Eovaldi can recover some of that velocity and, more importantly, that command for his next time out because the Rangers need him to be his fully best self down the stretch they need every single bit of this team and in all four of these games every single bit of this team came through 
was it whether it was the bullpen, whether it was the top of the lineup, middle of the lineup, bottom of the lineup, the bench, starting pitching, everyone did just enough to absolutely obliterate this Toronto Blue Jays team. Oh, did I mention they are without two All-Stars in this series? And they might get them back sooner than they expected. We'll talk about that. And some really great news on the farm from my prospect of the week. And I think you might already know who it is if you've been paying attention to what's been going on in Frisco. But first, this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. If you want to bet on what the Rangers are going to do this weekend against the Guardians, you want to bet on Corey Seager to go off for a couple hits or a home run, you can go do that. And if you want to go check it out, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on Monday. Show will be breaking down this big weekend series. May even have a crossover episode. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this weekend series goes. But the Rangers take on the Guardians this weekend in Cleveland. You can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, Texas got some really great news today on both of their injured All Stars. Well. They're injured all-stars from this year. Um, you gotta gotta specify because again, there's been so many. But Josh Young went to go see his hand specialist in Arizona, and he was cleared for all baseball activities. Fantastic news! He worked out today in Arizona. He will work out tomorrow in Arizona, or um, and Saturday. What is it? tomorrow and I think Saturday as well and then Sunday he will take a day off then he will rejoin the team on Monday back home he will not I don't think he'll be in the lineup on Monday we're still thinking that it's going to be about that six-week timetable which would mean he will be ready for next Friday's series opener against the Seattle Mariners at home which would be fantastic news also we got to see that Adolis Garcia has started jogging a little bit on that knee injury it's not nearly as bad as they thought and he might be ready for that series opener next Friday against the Seattle Mariners as well what fantastic news after what looked like just a really grim injury prognosis when he first came out of that game against Houston for Adolis Garcia Josh Young, I am so excited to have him back in this lineup, even though everybody else has been stepping up in a huge, huge way. And the Rangers will have to to really think about what they're going to do with their lineup when Adolis Garcia and Josh Young comes back. Um, I, I don't think that there's going to be really a question about Josh Smith playing very much or Ezekiel Durant. I think they're going to lose quite a few at-bats. But Robbie Grossman has been absolutely exceptional as of late. And I, I feel insane saying this, but you almost like can't take him out of the lineup. He is probably going to play a whole lot in left field and Dulles and right fielder. Maybe, maybe Dulles will be limited to DHing. That would be a problem because Mitch Garver, you want to get his bat in there. His bat has been even better than Dulles over the last, you know, since July 4th. But Mitch Garver, I don't, hoping that he won't miss any time. And it looked a little, a little worrisome because he fouled the ball off of his foot in this game, had to come out. But thankfully, it did some x rays, no fracture, just a foot contusion, a bruise on his foot he came out of this one when the rangers 
it wasn't quite in hand by the time they did that. And also they got a pinch hit from Leary Tavares, who was not in the starting lineup again today. He had some soreness in his hand, had a bunt single that really extended and um, just really just put the capper on this game and on the series in that eighth inning. Great bunt from Leody Tavares. Good to see him back in the game and just on the field because anybody the second anybody goes down with an injury at this point we're all so shell-shocked it's like oh nope they probably they probably died there in the in the back like a civil war having to saw their their leg off and bite down on a plank of wood or something it's just been so brutal the last month since the all-star break really of the amount and uh severity of the injuries the rangers have suffered but hopefully just foot bruise maybe he'll take a day off on friday and then get back into lineup on saturday I don't know what the deal will be, but this has got to be the happiest plane ride of the season. Getting that news about both of those guys and about the Garver injury and seeing, you know, Leody back in the, in the game, even if he wasn't in the starting lineup, was just a, a really huge boost. You know who else gave Rangers fans a big boost? That is Wyatt Langford, who hit his first home runs as a double-A player this week, had a multi-homer game in the Wednesday night game, and then had his first home run the game before. All of them were, I believe, 100-plus miles an hour off the bat because that's what this dude does is he hits, um, as tepid participation calls him on Twitter, piss rockets, which it's a very fitting term, very crude, but that's what they are, just absolute laser-guided missiles. And in this game, he had a multi-hit game on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, whatever time it is, Thursday night, yes, um, and a walk. So in nine games in Frisco, this is this is what his slash line is. 414, 550, 828, a 13.87 OPS in nine games in Frisco. He's got 29 at-bats and three home runs. So he's got more than uh, better than an at-bat a homer every 10 at-bats like what that's nuts he also has 10 walks to three strikeouts so he he has as many home runs as strikeouts in nine games in double a oh he also got three doubles in as many at-bats like just this is just getting stupid Uh, in, in the best way in the best possible way like i i don't think i'll ever get over how lucky the rangers were to luck into Wyatt Langford and uh thank you Tigers for not taking him ahead of them when you probably should have but hey if if the guy you get is is good fine but I'm very happy with Wyatt Langford who might just be challenging for an opening day roster spot at this point I mean like that's insane that's insane to say and it's more insane to truly believe which it just might be I mean this guy is so incredibly advanced. He makes such great swing decisions. It's not just that he has the hit tool and the power and the athleticism. It's just like the decisions that he makes with being built like Mike Trout. He has incredibly advanced swing decisions for a guy who seemed to be considered pretty raw to the point where he didn't pretty raw and he didn't play all that much his freshman year at Florida. And then here he goes the last couple of years and just lights the entire SEC on fire. And so far, all he has done is light literally every pitcher on fire that he's seen. Like, just set them ablaze. What a freaking first 36 games for his minor league career. He's got a slash line already across these 36 games, 129 at-bats of 357, 475, 
slugging 705 and 1180 OPS, nine home runs in 36 games. Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers from this kid. I am so incredibly impressed with him. And oh, by the way, he's still just 21. He got drafted like, what, three months ago? Insane. Truly insane to get this kind of production. Now, for those of you who are still saying, hey, call up now. No, no, no. We are not the Angels. This is not the Angels organization. This is not a team that is that desperate. And oh, by the way, they're on a six-game winning streak. They're about to get their all-star Adoles Garcia back. You can wait. You can be patient. Just a little patient. Remember a week ago where we thought everything was falling apart and we were just looking to 2024 and thinking, oh, well, that'll be nice. Uh, that'll be be nice when this team is competing in 2024 because the hopes are up this year. No, it's okay. Wyatt Langford, just let him cook. Let him cook for just a little bit more in AA, and then we'll see what it's like in spring training if he is you know, just one of the best hitters in camp, which at this point, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. But just looking at this series as a whole, I have just been so unbelievably impressed with where these guys are mentally after getting the devastating news about Max Scherzer being done for the year after they keep getting just bad news after bad news after bad news with these injuries and after last week where the Astros just turned you over and spanked you in front of God and everybody and you had to go in and sit on that for an off day and then what do you do you follow it up by getting beaten by the A's and then how do you follow it up by winning six straight games including four in Toronto against a pretty good team now a team definitely has its flaws and probably should be better than they are. I mean, that's been kind of the story of the Blue Jays this year is they probably should be a lot better. That's kind of been the story of the Blue Jays for a couple of years now. I mean, they have a lot of really good players. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just has not been able to sustain the success of that incredible year in, what was it, 2021, where he had you know, 48 bombs at OPS around a thousand. And he just hasn't been able to sustain that. They had this, still have this young core of Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And now they added Matt Chapman, who was incredible for the first couple of months. They even got him back off the IL today. They have Kevin Gossman, who is one of the better pitchers in baseball, but it just did not matter who was in front of this team. The Rangers have themselves a difficult challenge in front of them this weekend. They've got Lucas Giolito, who may not be that difficult to challenge right now, but I don't think the Rangers are going to overlook him because he's got some really great stuff and he can turn out a pretty good performance every once in a while. Tanner Bybee is a very, very good pitcher for Cleveland. Gavin Williams, both of them very good young pitchers that the Rangers, I don't think they have seen either of those guys uh, like they saw them the first sweep that the Rangers had of the Cleveland Guardians, which was coming right after that All-Star break. So maybe... The Rangers can sweep this team again. Then they've got Boston coming to town. Then you have your final 10 games of three against Seattle at home, then three on the road in Anaheim, then four on the road in Seattle. And the Rangers are putting pressure on all these other teams in the AL West. They are putting other pre- pressure on these other teams in the AL wildcard chase. They are showing this team will not die. There is nothing you can do to this team. No injury they, they can sustain. No series loss that is just so incredibly embarrassing that you just kind of want to roll over and die that they won't rebound from it's just it is unbelievably impressive and it's why i said yesterday and i'm saying it again today give bruce bochi the manager of the freaking year right this absolute second because holding this team together this is his first year with the club he's been 
retired since 2019. And oh, all he does is pull this team together with so many new parts, so many moving parts, so much, you know, upheaval, so many injuries, so many, you know, twists and turns and young guys who haven't really been in the thick of it like the Astros have or like even the Mariners young team was last year or like this Blue Jays team has been for many years. I mean, they haven't, you know, won a whole lot in terms of in the postseason, but they know what it's like to be in a pennant chase. They they know very much what it's like. They know the importance of these games. And still, the Rangers went into Toronto and beat the snot out of this team. They embarrassed them. These were convincing victories, not just a bunch of, oh, they squeaked by it. Oh, they got lucky. And oh, this little thing broke right. But if this thing didn't break right for the Rangers, then, then they wouldn't want Or if this thing, it was like, no, they left absolutely zero doubt. They stepped on their throats. They stole their souls, snatched them like a Dementor's kiss. Sorry for the millennial Harry Potter reference. It's just, it's in my DNA. But that's what this team did. They stole the soul of the Toronto Blue Jays in their own house, had their fans booing them relentlessly. Like, oh, God. If I was still salty about that 2015 and 2016 postseason series and um, it hadn't all been completely resolved nicely with that punch to the face of Jose Bautista, if I, if I was a Rangers fan who still harbored those ill will and ill feelings towards the Toronto Blue Jays, and this would have been uh, just especially cathartic, but I really don't. I have, I have no ill will towards Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I think Bo Bichette's a, a fun player. I, I kind of like Kevin Gossman. I kind of feel bad for him. I just kind of pity them, which is almost even funnier an outcome with, with how this Rangers team was heading into the series and how battered and bruised and broken we all were. And, you know, this team says, Hey, don't switch over to the Cowboys. Don't switch all your feelings over to the Cowboys just yet. Don't get too focused on Stars preseason hockey happening. Don't get too worried about whatever Slovenia and Luka are doing in the FIBA basketball. The, the Rangers should be your primary sports focus in DFW because unless you're a Texas fan, then maybe go get your emotions to that because maybe the Texas Longhorns are back. But the Texas Rangers are back as well. They are back. They are better. They are bashing people's skulls in just like the old days. They are incredibly deep. They have reinforcements on the way. They are mentally tough. They are physically tough. They are pitching-wise tough, de- dexterally, uh, whatever other third adjective that um or adverb (laughs) would describe how good this team is because i am running out of words to describe how impressed i am with every single player on this roster stepping up to do their part in the biggest way and oh by the way jonah heim he keeps hitting the absolute crap out of baseballs he also had a home run in this one a couple of balls hit over 100 miles an hour off the bat he's made some slight tweaks to his swing and he is getting red hot as you can look at literally everybody in this line well not literally but almost everybody in the lineup say okay that guy's red hot that guy's red hot that guy's red hot oh uh that guy's also having some really great plate appearances that he is red hot or he is about to be like this is the team that looked like it was on pace to win 137 games this year. They they didn't end up doing that. They still have one of the best run differentials in all baseball, and it got way, way better with this series because they mollywopped those freaking Blue Jays, left zero doubt, and hopefully they will continue to leave zero doubt. And when we get back on Monday, we'll be talking about a winning streak of nine straight games instead of just the six that just that six game winning streak that this team is riding right now. Enjoy the absolute crap out of this team right now. They are fun. Whether they end up winning it all or winning the AL West or 
God forbid, slipping out of the playoff chase, which I I don't, or out of the playoffs, which I I don't see happening after you lay this kind of beatdown. Still, savor every single moment because my God, is it so much better than where this team has been in the past. That's going to do it for this week's shows. Thank y'all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy playoff chase Texas Rangers baseball.